Hey everyone, it's Hector Bellerin here and welcome to my new podcast, More Than. The name kind of gives it away, but the main reason I wanted to start a podcast was to find athletes and people who do more than their profession we all know them for. And I wanted to find people going the extra mile and just have a chat with them to find out their different stories. I wanted to not only give these people a platform to share their stories, but also a chance to educate myself and whoever is listening. Hope you'll enjoy. And this is my first episode with my good friend, Sergeant Abbey. So hello, everyone. I'm here with the best German chef in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Sergio Nari, what are you saying, my bro? I'm good, man. I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. laughing already. <laughs> of course, of course. This is what I want, man. This is what I want. Um, bro, um, I've told you already about this project that um, mm-hmm. I've had in mind for a while, and you're my first guest. How do you feel honored. about that, bro? I feel very honored, you know. Man, like Ricky B, he's got a big network, so I'm very, very honored to be the first one um, on this podcast, and let's see where it takes us. Come on, bro. First of all, I want to say uh, congratulations. I watched the game uh, against Dortmund, bro. I think um, Thank that you. set you, what is it, six, seven points now often? Yeah, seven points. We're ahead. Um, I think there's six games left, so if we win four of those, I think we should be good. And yeah, we're looking forward to it, but obviously things have changed. It's a whole different game, uh, to be fair. I, know, how does experience. It, I, I wanted to ask you that. How, how does it feel? They just told us today that our first game is on the 17th. Um, I don't know when this podcast is dropping anyway, but uh, we just got the news. So tell me how, how it feels to feel to play without, without fans, man, in empty stadiums and stuff. Well, basically, it's so weird. It's like training atmosphere, you know, where you hear everything, you know, you hear everyone shouting. Um, obviously when fans are there it's a big stadium you're always like kind of getting drawn away by the noise by everything like you know looking at people I don't know what it is everyone's doing but it's completely different I feel like you're more focused because of not so much going on around it mm-hmm. but coming to a league game obviously you build up that tension and get yeah. focused you try to win obviously you find it position. Do you find it a bit harder to get motivated to the game just because there's no fans and stuff or, or is it just like pretty similar? I feel like you find your own motivation as well, right? I think you have your own motivation always, but it is different to playing in front of people. Yeah. I think it's just way less pressure. You're focused, yeah. of course, but the pressure is not there. And obviously, you know how it is like when fans are shouting for you, like you have an attack going, like kind of gives you a different feeling which you don't have. Yeah, so yeah, basically yeah. like playing uh, in a training 11v11, but it's a league game. But it's and especially fun. when you play against like Borussia, it's always like a crazy game, right? And so the other crazy, day, it was just like a bit we were, quiet. We were all looking forward to playing there because you haven't played yeah. there, right? Or have you? I, I made my debut there, bro. Champions League debut. Ah, yeah. So you know what I'm yeah. talking about. That atmosphere yeah, yeah, is crazy. crazy. So crazy. having those fans against you, like big big motivation we didn't have that yeah. but obviously we knew what was on the line so it was very important for us to get the win wasn't yeah it was, it was not our best game but we got the win seven points clear now so we're good but i thought it was it was still a like a very intense game though like yeah, as you say like it probably, it probably yeah. wasn't your best game but there was a it was a lot of intensity and a lot of like coming and going very aggressive like you could feel like okay there's no fans but you guys were still obviously going for it i feel like there's there's more way of going back and forth. You know, like in training, yeah. sometimes when you play a 10-minute game, it's so <laughs> yeah. hard, so intense, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The breaks on, so it's literally a back and forth, back and forth. And, wow, very tiring, man. Yeah, I heard there's more playing time now in this game. I don't know if it's got due to the fans and, or anything like that, but Could I've heard as a statistic that there's more playing time, yeah. Did you feel more tired or anything? Bro, I feel more tired. Really? I'm telling you, I feel more tired. I'm telling you. I sat on that plane back and I was like, whoa. We started training in, like, uh, we were in groups of five for the past week. And then today we started training as a group. And, bro, it's, it's completely different, man. First time and, oh, bro, it's so good. It's so good to be back. How's your so, touch? You can't imagine. Huh? How's your touch? Touch never leaves, bro. Touch is always the same. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I've been I've been training for quarantine I've, though. I've been I've been training I've, quite a lot, man. Yeah. Yeah, um, same, but that's something I wanted to ask, man. Like, 
how's it been? It's a bit of the inevitable question. Like, how have you been through quarantine? And um, yeah, how's it been for you with training from home? Like, were you able to do most of the stuff that you needed to do, or how was it? To be fair, like, I think body-wise, I was doing quite well. You know, taking care of my body, like doing yoga, doing my own training sessions at home. We had like a program where we had to do running. Um, all this stuff so I think fitness wise it was very good you know to just instead of focusing on tactics and whatever you do mostly in training it's just like about you and your body and the fitness has gone up I think mm -hmm. but it was like you know you go to training you, you don't know when you're going to be playing again you don't know when you're going to have team training again so it was kind of weird to go there without having a goal you know that Saturday game time you know feelings change on a Friday night yeah. you know you have to be ready for tomorrow so that was missing a lot I think but the training was very good at, at Bayern. Um, we did a lot of individual stuff for strikers, defenders, whatever. And But the motivation was a bit low, I have to admit. Yeah, I think, I think that's one of the things that I found harder as well. Because even when you're in pre-season, um, they tell you, okay, you're coming back on the 4th of June or 4th mm -hmm. of July, sorry. And then, you know, you're one month before you start doing stuff and then the two mm -hmm. weeks prior, then you probably give it yeah. a go. And it's like, you know, you know when your first league game is and all this stuff. And I feel like through quarantine, it's like they're sending us programs. And obviously, it's our duty to do everything they tell us to do, of course, right? You don't have um, a goal, in it. But you don't know what's going to happen. So, um, was there any, I don't know, any new skills, any new things that you've done through quarantine that you were like, one day you were bored and you started doing something and you're like, oh, I like this. I'm going to keep this in my routine or something. To be honest, nah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, because of, cause of so many games that we've been having, it yeah. felt good to kind of take a break. You know, yeah, at some yeah. point, like your body just, and your mental side, I think, which is the most important, you do get a little bit tired because you're yeah. playing every three days. So it's like, sometimes you need the rest, you know, staying at home, staying, like being with your friends. Um, so I found that very helpful to like, just slow down. Mm -hmm. But it was too long. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How long? How long, long were you were you at home before you started training? For, I think like five five weeks. Five weeks, huh? Five weeks or longer. So normally, you know, in in summer break, you know, like in in five weeks you're coming back to it. But this time you just didn't know. Everyone yeah, thought it was going to yeah, be cancelled. Um, yeah. The routines, to be fair, I've pretty much stayed in my like training routine, doing mm -hmm. my things. Um, started a bit of piano again, picking that up. Because I was slow on it the other time. How no, man? Chill, 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 chill. No comment. No further I start, comment. I, I, I started as well. I started again yeah. as well. How's it yeah, going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all right, man. I found this, like, um, this, like, so app harder. on the iPad and stuff. And it kind of, like, you know, mm -hmm. it takes you through all the, the process. And I've been enjoying it. It's just in the past three weeks, I've been really, really busy as well. Not just with training also mm -hmm. i mean i don't know if you heard but i'm kind of like the representative of the team with the pfa and the premier league and, oh, okay. and all this stuff so all the every time that there's a new step into training and stuff mm -hmm. i'm the one that goes into all the calls and stuff so sometimes it's been like really really crazy taking mm -hmm. responsibility and that that's unbelievable <laughs> you know yeah um but i've been i've been really long um at the club and stuff and i know mm -hmm. i think it was it was easier yeah, for me to do it and um so yeah, but uh, before that, I was I was on the piano almost every day, and yeah, just finding new hobbies. I remember the day that you called me, and I was on the bike, <laughs> going around the forest. I know from I know Hector since we were sixteen, and he's a completely <laughs> different human being now. So wait, but is, it, is that for good or for bad? Wait, wait. No, for, for good. For You've bad? grown up. You've grown, I mean, we've all grown up. You know, by age you grow up and right. stuff, but it's just different things you get into and. I would have never thought you're taking a bike ride and actually enjoying it. But yeah, we've we, we've changed a lot, both man. We've changed a lot, mm -hmm. and um, I'm very happy, man. That you still call me every now and then. When you come here again, whenever you're allowed, I got a couple of bikes there. We're going to bike ride. Good. I'll show you. Then you're gonna go back to Munich, and you're gonna be asking your teammates to come with you in a bike ride, man. Trust me. Not to, to be fair, we actually do that here. You know, like me and Joshua, we don't live far of each other, so there's a there's a big forest here that okay. we like take a walk in. Um, take a walk with my friends yes. and everything. Munich is actually a very, very decent city to live in. Like I'm very happy. We've got the mountains here in and around, like Austria is not far. So going there, usually to a wellness trip or going hiking every now and then. Like yeah. I actually got into it myself, which I never thought I would. 
because when okay. I was younger, I hated hiking, man. I can't lie. Yeah. But nowadays, I enjoy it and like just the nature gives you so much energy, especially when you have so much pressure from football, from always performing. You know, like that calming down is very important. So, I'm very happy that you found this way too. Yeah, um, I feel that, man. <laughs> we were we were always like city boys, right? I mean, city I boys. always just. I always used to live a bit closer to the city than you did, but I remember we used to spend a lot of time a lot uh, there, especially obviously when you're young, you always mm-hmm. want to see what's the yeah, motive and what's around, and we used to go shopping and all this stuff. But I, since I've been here for like the past six months, I feel like, you know, I, I'm living like a way easier life, way more more calm, and as you said, like more in contact with nature. Sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. you appreciate like just walking. It's actually very, I think, very helpful for us. You know, like, yeah. so so busy having to perform every couple of days and you know there's so much going on it's just mm. so nice to relax and calm down and it just gives you that new energy for the next weekend you know yeah 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 for sure man i completely agree man one of the things that we can agree that um you're more passionate about outside of football which is very related and i feel like you use it very well is community work right and um I was watching the, the video from when you went to, to Ivory Coast and all the stuff that you've done with Common Go. And you actually spent the whole summer there or you spent like a big part of your summer over there, right? Yeah, I did. I went to, to Africa for three weeks. I took my parents on a safari, which was probably the best holiday I ever had. Really? Um, so I, I can re- recommend to everyone mm-hmm. do a safari. It's just like, again, and we just talked it? nature in um, Botswana. Okay. So nature there, crazy, you know, the whole the whole thing of just being out there without cell phone, without being in touch with everyone back home. It just like it's a completely cleansing time. And yeah. so I spent I spent the safari there and then went to the Ivory Coast where of course my dad's family is from. Um mm-hmm. he's there at the moment. Um he goes there a lot. I try to go there every two, three years, you know, to also get to know more about the culture, get to know my family a bit more because obviously they can't come over here. And then also started to do the the community work, and for me it was very important to do it um, where my heart is. So to do it where my dad is, where he's from, you know, to help there. Um, obviously, yeah. I think in the future, a big thing for me is to spread it because obviously there's help needed everywhere in the world. But yeah. to begin with, it was important for me to do it out there, and yeah, it was it was very crazy to see it firsthand. You know, like to see how people actually live and it just opens your mind about how lucky we are and yeah, you just want to do more once you've been there. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think that says a lot about you, man, the fact that I feel like the, the summer holidays is always, is something that always everyone is like really, really expecting after like 11, 11 months of like very high intensity yeah. and hard work and, and you exchange your your well-being really or like disconnection yeah. for actually helping other people man and i think i think that's great and yeah man big respect for that and when was the first time that you realized that you know you wanted to help these people or you're like you know i have this platform i'm a footballer um you know my dad comes from this background or was it once you were there or like when i had when you were 13 you went there was it yeah, then yeah. that you realized that you could do something for those people or or when was the time that you kind of like flipped the switch and were like okay i need to i need to work here i think i've been realizing realizing it from the start you know because always my dad was in touch with his family you know we always send our old stuff there you know we always help them out with money like it's a a responsible responsibility thing for them like when there's part of the family that lives in Europe and earns money to help his brothers, sisters or their family out. So it was always in the back of my mind. And that's just how I've been growing up, you know, to have a second base there and help them. And then the first time I went down there was when I was 13, I think. And it opened my mind about how my family is living out there. And we are so blessed here. Like, you know, we don't struggle here, do we? Like we've got food. We can go to school like without even worrying about it. And yeah. my cousins back there, it's like we have to give them their school money for them to be able to go to school. So yeah. it's always been in the back of my mind and I wanted to start something by myself. But then I got approached by Common Goal um, by that project. And I just thought, like, let me start there, you know, because a lot of people um, together, I think, 
this is going to be more successful than doing something by myself. But for sure, in the future, I also want to have or I want to do, I would say, my own thing where I build more and more uh, down there. But to start with, I think that project is very amazing. You know, mm-hmm. people donating 1% of their salary. Um, and yeah, it's just something I want to do and something I want to grow in to give back because like also football coming in and not just the family, you know, people out there, they're crazy for football. Like yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. I saw in the video, so, yeah. Crazy. You know, they just come yeah. out. They live in the poor, but then they come to play football and it's calm. So that made me realize, so you know, like I'm one of those fortunate people to be able to earn so much money for football and I want to give them something which they will never have, but just to help them and, you know, give them a happy time in their life. Yeah. I think, I think it's so interesting what you said that obviously here in the Western world, we know uh, in third world countries and in so many places in Africa, how much they struggle because we don't see it with our own eyes and stuff. It feels like it's not close enough for us to help, but when you go there, I feel like you get a glimpse of like different with, with, with very little, like you, for example, just go in there, the motivation that those kids can get and like, you know, how, how much mm-hmm. you can help them with just your presence, apart from like the 1%, etc., which is obviously yeah. amazing. I think um, there's not enough people doing the, the groundwork, you know, and yeah. I know for footballers sometimes, it's hard because it, levels of safety. We don't have that so much many, time and everything. Yeah, and, and, and also I, th- I think for a lot of players I've spoken about, safety is a big issue in so many countries as well. So mm. obviously you want to help, but at the same time, um, yeah. you want to do the right thing because you also have uh, responsibilities with your club and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, think, I think it's great that you went there, you saw it with your own eyes. And um, Do you, as you said, like you want to... Um, do you want to get like you want to get bigger? You want to expand it to possibly other cities or other countries? Is that is that a project that you are already work, working on, or is it something that for now it's just kind of like I'm just working towards it? Or um, yeah, for sure. I mean, after I was there with the common with the common goal project, I felt like it was so good to be that to be out there, and I wanted to do more. But obviously now, um, as with everything, Corona is coming to the yeah. way. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to focus on, on doing more, building more, you know, and I think, as you said before in, in, in your intro, like to show your face is, I think the most important thing, because then you have a different connection with it. So I want to go down there more often and also like just in other, uh, I would say cultures like India, Asia, you know, people out there, it's the same thing. So I want to do more and more, um, build a charity, do stuff like that. Most important. Thing, what I took from there was hospitals and everything because yeah. obviously it's a whole different situation uh, with their healthcare and those are the things that I want to do in the future and yeah, it just comes from heart and family yeah bro you need to take me one of those trips man I've always wanted to do it uh, I've, I've been speaking to to us and our friend and and this is something that I've always like had in my head I was gonna go to South Africa in 2016 and then I got called up mm-hmm. to the Euros and I couldn't do it that was that was planned to be well my first my first trip of groundwork mm-hmm. as well that I wanted to do um but now that we talk about Ivory Coast I want to hear how's how's your family over there and do you how's how's coronavirus affected the country and I know I've heard about other other um countries in Africa that also is very hard to count because mm-hmm. um there's not many uh, you know, the, the, the system of recording of how many people have coronavirus and the ventilators, like the facilities that they have, they're obviously not the same ones that they have here. And it's, and it's been really difficult in some of those countries. How, how is it over there in Ivory Coast? And is your family safe? Is your family good? Um, yeah, I think they're all safe. Um, I'm obviously always in touch with my dad, who's currently there. Um, he says it's, it's all right. Obviously, it, it has started. But from what he told me, it's not as bad as it was here. You just said it, like the recordings, yeah. the testing, you can't yeah. even compare it. So I yeah. think no one knows what's really going on out there. Yeah. Um, but my family is all safe. And thank God he hasn't told me any bad news. And yeah, I'm just happy for that. And hopefully it doesn't like spread too much in countries or continents yeah. uh, like that where it gets really bad. Yeah, I know. For real. When you were, when you were there in Ivory Coast, did you have time to like just chill by yourself, go to the city, maybe go to a couple of restaurants and stuff. How was it? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, when I was there with 13, uh, I just stood next to my dad and literally, like, just watched <laughs> everything, you know, not going nowhere. Do nothing. 
bro, nowhere. I wasn't even allowed to go to the toilet by myself. <laughs> but like now, I went out. I went to bars. I went to restaurants and met a couple of people out there. Um, a lot of time I was with Salomon Kalu, who oh, nice. been playing for Hertha. Um, so he showed me around. His friends showed me around. So it was very cool to see the culture. You know, head to a club down there, which was completely different than really? than to what it is here. But it was so much fun. You know, they love to dance, man. Yeah, I know. It, it's I so different, so right? Out. Because because over there, I feel like people when they go out, they just want to have fun, man. They just want right? to have fun. They just yeah. want to have fun. So it was very so cool, cool. And, and also you know just to walk around the city and like it was it was easier than when I was young. And obviously you notice a lot of different things. You know how people behave, and yeah, it's a cool life down there. I have to say. So hopefully I can yeah. go more often, and maybe Hecky B will join me. Come on, bro. Month. I want to go to one of those clubs as well. (laughs) (laughs) Something that I wanted to talk about, I feel like for me personally, um, when I, you know, when I get brands approaching me outside of football to do things, um, for me, it's really important that they follow a certain guidelines that, um, you know, the message um, aligns kind of with, um, with the ways of, I view the world, etc. Um, with your views on community and how much you want to help, is this something important for you when, when you want to, you know, when a brand approaches you and they want to do a campaign with you or something? Is, mm-hmm. is giving to the community always um, the main thing for you? I would say so. I would say to try and, and get it together and probably not do commercial things that just like, you know, benefit me, or uh, I would say for clout, if you can say so, um, you know, having brands that really represent something, because that's what I stand for. Obviously, we all like nice things, like we like cars, we like clothes, we like whatever. I think yeah. everyone does, but just for the for the companies to have values and to be representing something for people and being good um, is very important to me and to what I want to work with, yeah, I would say so. How's that with you? Yeah, yeah no, for me, as I said, it's, it's, it's always, um, you know, you know me and I have, and I have, like my core values are very rooted, you know, and it's something that, um, you know, like everyone, we need, we need money to eat, but um, mm-hmm. for me, that is very secondary in the way I think. And sometimes, like, I've been speaking to you and I will tell you something that I think about or the way I live my life and you're like, bro, you're crazy or whatever, you know? And it's, for me, it's, it's really important also in the ways that, um, you know, if I'm going to align with a brand or with a, if I'm going to form a partnership, for me, it has to be something that I really believe and they're obviously going to help me go further in mm-hmm. the way my ideas work, you know? Yeah. And I feel um, with you because... You know, um, Esther, my best friend, obviously you work with him and, um, you know, I've, I've been speaking about like a lot of the stuff uh, going on with you, like outside of football and how important mm-hmm. it is for you for for these people to actually give to the community, you know, that for you that is more important than how much they're going to pay you or what are they going to yeah. do for you. And I think and I think that says a lot, man. And, uh, and, it, and it's great that you have that, uh, you know, that selflessness when it comes to like to like doing things and yeah man it's it's so it's it's so weird how how things just change so quickly as well from like when we first met each other and stuff mm-hmm. and um i always tell everyone yeah and I, i'm not saying this <laughs> oh, i'm not saying this because i'm here like i always knew that you were gonna blow the way you're blowing because thank you bro. i don't know if you remember when i first arrived we started me and john started training with under 18s you are ready with johnny's and stuff your boy Jenny, I spoke to him the other day. He's good, man. Yeah, good, yeah good. He's, Send him he, he's doing well. He's really, he's really happy. Uh, hopefully, um, once the lockdown is lifted here, I can, I can go and see him and see his mm. kids and stuff because I miss them as well. Um, but yeah, man, you were, you were killing it from the start and then, you know, you started getting your injuries and stuff and, and here it is now, man. Chefing it every game, bro. Yeah, yeah, no, it is crazy, man. It is, but it I miss is, those old yeah. times. I can't lie. I missed all the old times. I know. 17, you know, we got along quite well from the start. 
We had a good group together, though. We have to say. I know, I know. The Europeans, kind of. Europeans took over Arsenal. Europeans took over Arsenal. Come on, right? It was it was great times, man. We used to do proper clothes as well, mm-hmm. and I feel yeah, like right. you know, in those ages, you're discovering loads of things, like constantly. It doesn't yeah. matter if you're in London, in Germany, but like just the fact that we were obviously your dad came with you, but he gave you mm-hmm. like a lot of uh, freedom as well, mm-hmm. and we were just kind of like becoming men while we were just you know we we didn't really know what we were doing. We, we just didn't knew that we were young. Anything. We, we, we had a little bit of money and stuff and we were just going crazy every now and then. But those are always, I feel like when you're leaving those times, you don't really realize. But then after now, you look back and you're like, whoa, we used to have so much fun, man. There were such yeah, good times. Too good, man. Too good. And it's, and it's also, what I think is, is amazing that when you, when you like um, grow up, you go to different teams, maybe you go on loan, maybe... You know, you play for an academy or then you go to the first team. And there's always so many people in the dressing room, right? And there's mm-hmm. always people that you become friendly with. But then if they go, you kind yeah, of speak to each other every now and then. Kind of. But it's not the same. But for me, I have like four or five people that, like with you, we haven't played together in like, what, five years, six years? Mm. And we're still like in contact so much. With John, is the same. Or even with Nacho that he... He left last year, but, um, you know, we talk mm. all the time. I'm so happy, man, that we're still, like, connecting like that. I remember, like, uh, what was it, two years ago, we met in Paris as well. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was <laughs> cool. Then we, then we met in London. What was it? Last New Year's or something? Last year. Yeah, New Year's, two years ago. Then in April, yeah, stuff like that. So, but for me, it's the same. Like, as you just explained, like, there's just, I think, a handful or... Yeah, a handful of guys I would say that you really like form a deeper friendship with that when yeah, yeah, you switch yeah. clubs when you are in different countries you're still in touch and you still care yeah. and obviously you're one, one of them so it's very special and yeah, man, crazy bro. from Barcelona and Stuttgart <laughs> and now we're here <laughs> for me the friendships is always kind of what um, always motivated me to play when I was young because for example I was really good when playing tennis Mm-hmm. But it was always boring because I, I, if I won or if I lost, I was always by myself, you know. Whereas if I played football, the fun bit was celebrating a goal and like, mm-hmm. you know, all together. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah, so, really. yeah, for me, it's been, yeah, man, it is, it is truly special, man. I think that's something off the else. Pitch as well. huh? I think that's off the pitch as well. Like, through football, it you translates, learn right? So it translates to the pitch, It right? does, man. It, it, like, it really opens your eyes about that you like always team people in it as you just yeah. said like with team people you know your base that you have around you your friends your family like i think it makes that so much more important because you know you have to depend on them yeah and yeah, like yeah, in yeah. the way you, and you carry them as a team right everywhere you go it's like exactly and you just you just know you have your as we just said your handful of people that you really care about and really want to work with and i think like just speaking about the partnerships whatever it is like it's so important for me to have or to work with people that I really like. You know, yeah. I don't want to get into into a partnership with people that I don't get on well and like it's always effort to meet up or whatever. Like it has to be easy. So I think that's also a big part that we've learned from football yeah. that when you do something outside, it's like you do it with yeah. the passion, you do it with the people you want to work with because it's more fun and I think the success comes way better. Of course, it's always more genuine, right? Like when you exactly. when you do something just like there's a like a brand or a company that you don't like and you just do yeah. it for the money at the end of the day it's something that doesn't help you, you're not happy you cannot yeah and you cannot make it look good i think people nowadays mm-hmm. they know you know when you're yeah truly just sponsoring if it's real for or the not. sake of it or, or, or if it's something that uh, something that i do is like i wouldn't sponsor something unless i really like it or i actually use it you know and i've heard that you've tried to start painting or something oh, now for quarantine like you got a canvas or something and you try to paint I have what? a couple of cameras. Is that true or not? They're, they're dead. They're dead. <laughs> I don't want you to You're show dead. me. I don't want you to show me. I don't want you to show me. But, no um, chance in the world. How, no, it's fine, bro. Listen, I, I love no. drawing. And I make Can you? all my drawings. Like, yeah, bro. I, I used to draw a lot when I was young. Are they awful? Or are they okay? Uh, I, think, I think some of them are pretty good. Mine are awful, bro. I just, I just stick to buying paintings. I'm not going no, to. I'm just going to stick to that. Do you enjoy, do you enjoy the process of doing it? However, like it once looks I've at started, the 
once I've started, I'm fully into it. Obviously, the result's not as good because I don't really paint. But yeah. like that creativeness, you know, I it's think it's the moment. freedom. Exactly. You're being in the moment. Yeah. You just do your thing. You don't care about what's going on somewhere else. Like even if there's a football game on TV, you just want to paint if you're in it. For so, sure, bro. And this is this is the good thing about about art, like whatever you do, yeah. whether that's like music or it's like um, clothes or yeah. painting, like this. I think no one no one really can judge what's good and what's bad Nothing. because it's all about taste, you know. I think mm. the more things that you do in your daily life that absorb your concentration, yeah, I think the easier then after you can translate that onto the pitch. So when if you can find something that you you can immerse in the process mm-hmm. like that. I think it's so healthy, bro. Whether it's good or bad at the end, man. Honestly, it's bad, but still it feels good to paint. <laughs> are you are you are you gonna do more? Probably, but now that I've seen the result of this, I just want to take a quick break, reset myself, <laughs> and then maybe start again soon. Come on, bro. I'm sure I'm sure it's, it's better really than is. what you say. But can you can you show it to me later? What's up, man? No chance, bro. Just one, bro. Ex- yeah, okay, I will actually send I'll it. Show you, I'll show you some of mine. I'll show you some of mine. Yeah, yours are probably good, bro. How, how, how are you doing, man? Because through quarantine, at the beginning, I was using my phone so much. Just when you're bored that you actually use yeah. your phone so much. Because when you do, say, for example, as we just said, you're painting, you don't care about who's messaging you. Yeah, when you're yeah, yeah, in yeah. your zone doing something else, playing piano or training, you don't care about yeah. what's going on. But actually, it was the yeah. same for me. In the beginning, I was so bored. That I just like started to use my phone so much. And I hate <laughs> so it. much, isn't it? I hate it. I don't have Instagram on my phone. I don't have Twitter on my phone. And mm. I only go on it uh, probably like once a day. So for me to use the iPad, I have to be home. So when I'm outside the home, I'm not on Instagram. I'm not like checking social media, nothing. And then when I'm home and I have like probably like 30 minutes, 40 minutes for myself, then I check because obviously a lot of things nowadays when it comes to like, you know, connecting with people is through Instagram. Yeah. Without Instagram, ten years ago, no one else was knowing what you were no doing. No one knew. But I how know. how how are people complaining nowadays that they want to know where you're up to every hour? <laughs> I know, I know, I, I don't know, get I it. Know. I think I that's know. one of the disadvantages in the era yeah. that we live in with the phones. Yeah. You know, being so good, being always up to date. Yeah. So that's crazy. But it's but it's also true that I feel like a lot of people really care about us as well. You know, like there's a lot of people that. Um, they really truly breathe Arsenal or like Bayern, and they no, care about I feel, players. I feel and, that. I feel that. And also, sure. and also, because there's been a lot of stuff with like players being positive and players, you know, a lot of people, I guess, that they're also in some way probably worried. You know, that maybe you contracted mm-hmm. the virus or something. And I just every now, I, as you can see, I don't, I don't post too much. I post like once mm-hmm. every two weeks or something. Mm-hmm. But like, every now and then, I just want to like just give a little update as well. You know, for yeah, that's true. for everyone. But um. So you didn't like that post then? Because I remember you messaged me away. I was worried. Away, so I was worried. <laughs> Why were you worried, I was, bro? I like, I was, was great. I, like, I see Hector and I see him posting a chair. And I'm like, yo, like, <laughs> I'm explain so, that to I'm, me. Bro, I'm so proud of that chair because... Did you even sit it, on it? Of course, bro. It's still, okay. it's still right now okay. in the garden right there. Then, I, I was good. sitting in Bro, when then I sent you good. the picture just now, you know, when yeah. I was outside in the sun, that was in the chair. Okay, but that basically, picture probably would have made more sense, but it is okay for you to post. Just but I don't, I don't, I, I don't have do to same. be, I don't have to be in all those pictures, bro. Sometimes I can that take pictures that are not just me. But um, the thing is, like, I, I right now, um, because when I moved house, I needed, I needed furniture. So all the furniture that I buy nowadays is always secondhand. Um, I don't buy anything like that's brand new. So I bought the um, the structure of the chair, but I didn't have any cushions. Mm-hmm. So there was a sofa. On the top, uh, on the top of the house, that the all the tenants left it here, and then I just put the cushions of the sofa in that chair, and I thought it looked cool, man. So I was just like, oh, this is my throne now. This is give the me another throne, topic, bro. bro. Give me another topic. <laughs> give me another topic. <laughs> bro, have you ever been interested in like making furniture? To be fair, I think with me. It's- always mostly like i like things but i don't want to get into it too much like i like design i like architecture i like clothes like all the things yeah. that like have to do you with appreciate looks it. yeah i appreciate good looks it's very important for me like it has been from when i was young so, so is that, yeah, is that, those is that are something the things. that is that something that's in your head 
Not on a daily basis, but is it something that you think every now and then about like, yo, what I'm going to do in the future? Like I've still got 10 years, hopefully, but mm-hmm. is it something that is not bothering you, but something that you, you're thinking about? It, it crosses my mind sometimes, especially when I speak to people that are already retired. You know, yeah. Because like, I don't know, for us, it's just like, we literally go to training every day. We get told when to be there, what to do. Um, yeah. So it's just like a usual habit. But when I think about well, what am I going to do when I'm 35 and I have a family and I'm at home, like, what am I going to start to do? So I think like... I don't think I could do I'm that, panicked. man. Just like do nothing. Exactly. Like just That's be at I home say. and do nothing. That's why I say rather now, I will focus on my football. I will focus on my performances because I think mm. for us, that's the most important because yeah, otherwise yeah. we're not out there. Otherwise we don't earn money. Otherwise yeah. we don't, we can't be role models for people because no one looks up to us. So I just mm-hmm. want to increase my performances while I'm playing. And then yeah. for after the career, start architecture, yeah. start design, start, yeah. I don't know what it may be. Yeah. Like I think, plan. I think, my, my, my the way I view it is a bit is a bit different to yours. For me, mm-hmm. I started since I was like twenty one. It was something that already bothered me, saying mm-hmm. I've got fifteen years of my career, and then there's so much more to it after. And also, I've realized that what you do throughout your career, then after, has a big impact on what you do after. You know, sure. because players that probably were outspoken they're the ones that now are probably being pundits or, mm-hmm. you know, the players that were just focused on football were the ones that probably now have become coaches, you know? Yeah. So what you do now, it does have an impact later because yeah. if all you've done uh, throughout your career is focus on football, which obviously is great as well, then after when you get to 35 and you don't have other things going on, mm-hmm. always the more natural path is just coaching. Mm-hmm. right because that's, that's all that you, that, that, that you that you that you breathe during the whole time and mm-hmm. and also so many players miss the the whole dressing room thing and your routine yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah. for me it's always been more like i just want to try out stuff you know obviously i have my main focus um but to be fair we when we get to two o'clock three o'clock in the afternoon we've already done everything that we needed to do with training in the morning We've done all our recovery stuff that we need to do. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have to do yoga. Maybe you do all the exercises that we do after. You go to the gym. But then you still have like quite like six, seven hours of your day. And I'm not, gonna, I'm not the player that enjoys just playing PlayStation or yeah, sitting there watching TV. So I'm using this time to be like, okay, what, what do I like? You know. So when I was injured, I picked up a camera and then I realized that I like photography or um one time my friend um came to my house uh with his uh turntable and he started djing horacio you know horacio shout Shout out out to horacio (laughs) and then i was like yo i want to learn this i want you to teach Mm -hmm. me and stuff you know and you know so there's so many things that as as you said like i appreciate but I like dwelling into them now because then, mm-hmm. you know, if I start DJing and then I don't like it, then I know that that's something I don't need to waste my time yeah. with kind of thing, you know? And at the same time, if it gives me joy and I can, like the same process that you were saying when you were painting and stuff, and mm-hmm. it focuses you so much and it feels so good, if you can do that with other things, then to me, it also makes sense because I feel like it translates to the pitch. I feel like, me doing other things and taking my mind off football then focuses me back and it's like like now through the virus right when you don't play for a while when you get into the pitch you're like you want to do everything you know you want to train for five hours because you miss it i feel like if i was doing my whole day just thinking of football like that when i got into the football pitch i'll be like yo i've been doing this for the past 24 hours so it's that my way of getting out a little Mm -hmm. bit but anyway, you mentioned clothes. very relatable. Yeah. Very relatable. Very relatable. I think what I've meant is yeah. also to what you've said, like to like try out other things, do other things, but like going into it too much that you, I would say, as in the way yeah. of start your own brand or start yeah, to yeah, really yeah, work yeah. at it. That is yeah, really yeah. what I meant. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, is yeah. which is. A lot, a lot of people have always asked me that as well, you know, like, why yeah. don't you start your own brand and things like that? I'm like, I could never do that because I, I, I wouldn't be able to do it 100%. Yeah. 
Exactly. Because, that's what I was because my hundred percent is football, you know, and I can mm. learn, I can read, I can, you yeah, know, you the collaborations, network, yeah, and stuff like this. But I could, I could never, and I wouldn't just do something where I print a couple of t-shirts and then you put it out, mm. you know, that to me it doesn't Thank make sense. You. But anyway, now that we're talking close, bro, um, I have to say, bro, that your it's been good to see also how your style has evolved through the years. Because I feel like right now I look at you and you have like a very unique style when it comes to like other people in our industry and stuff. And I'm not going to lie, bro. I'm just going to out you in here and say that I like when you send me messages because you don't know what t-shirt to buy, bro. And you're asking me for, <laughs> for an opinion. <laughs> hey, can you be the stylist? Heck, he beat the stylist. Heck, he knows. Yeah. But um, tell me, tell me, how was it for you, man? Because I even, even I remember when the first time that we went to the cinema with Martin and John and stuff. You remember? Like you were still swaggy. Like you knew what you were doing. Bro, come on, don't no? bring up those times, man. First of all, no, I, but still... I mean, I mean, we were, we were, we were all young, and we yeah. all had like different tastes and whatever. And I think taste is something that evolves constantly. It but I feel work. like you had, you had style, like. You like clothes, you like looking good and stuff. You had like a little of a hip hop kind of vibe, Chris Brown. <laughs> oh, my boy Chris Brown, man, I was into him. That was oh, your boy, God. isn't it? That was your yeah, boy. Yeah, I was, I was completely trying to look like him. I can't lie. I was wearing the same Jordan. Well, your Instagram, your Instagram like was Serge Brown. Oh, God. Yeah, it was. Actually, I was 15, guys. I was 15. I didn't know what name to put there, you know, so I just put Serge Brown. But <laughs> at some point, That's I so realized. Funny, yeah, at some point I realized I need to do my own thing. But I loved him. I loved him. I yeah, no, for real. No, he was he was popping back then, bro. I remember <laughs> when I came to the UK, the only music that we used to listen in the dressing room and stuff, a lot of it was Chris Brown. Yeah, for sure. They were icon. I mean, like, looking up as a 15, 16-year-old kid, like, he was swaggy. He's mixed yeah, race. Yeah, yeah. So I was just like, you know, Chris Brown's the Back man. in the day, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, tell me, take me through, like, I don't know. What style kind of like always important for you? And um, I don't know, being different or what is your your view with like the way you express yourself with the, your clothes and stuff? Where does it come from? Because you pay attention to it. It's like yeah, you, I pay you, attention you, to it. I think that. I want to look good. I want to look good. I want to be comfortable. Um, yeah, it's just like same things as with design, with architecture. You know, like good looking things strike my mind or yeah strike my mind however you say it and you know shape of things obviously as you said stuff evolves style evolves it changes you know a lot of vintage stuff is in now which a couple yeah. of years ago you would have said what the fuck is that yeah, yeah it's just yeah, like yeah. i want to feel comfortable and you know getting to know more about it than rather just spending the money and buying stuff yeah yeah like, yeah you know do you feel like do, was, you, do you do you feel like knowing who makes the clothes or the message behind the clothes now is more important for you than it was before? It, yeah, for sure. It plays a role. I think still for me, the biggest factor is how it looks. Yeah, that yeah, for, yeah. Me is, for me, is the biggest thing. I mean, when you just start to get money, you just buy expensive things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even, yeah, you know what I mean. Just because you we can. All, yeah. We all did it. We went yeah. to Christian Louboutin back in the day, you know, spend big money for sparkly <laughs> trainers. Which yeah, yeah, yeah. When I look at the pictures now, I'm embarrassed, but it was the time then. Yeah, but now I just yeah. like, and it's not even about looking different. It's just like, I want to be comfortable. Yeah. That's, I think, the biggest point. Be comfortable in your clothes because you're only going to wear what's comfortable. It doesn't yeah, make yeah, sense yeah, to buy sure. things that, that you don't really like to wear or that annoy you after some time so that's the biggest factor and i think knowing what brands are like nowadays like my favorite is rick owens like yeah. i don't know why his design yeah you've been I you've been on it. the rick owens wave now for, for a while ages for ages and i keep i it's keep crazy, to it bro. so he's my boy i like his stuff very much also found out he does furniture which looks sick so bro have you seen have some. you seen his you need to go on on google and he made his own bed like yeah. there's only yeah. that one have you seen it the white one Crazy, bro. bro. Crazy. Literally, that is the thing. So yeah, the guy's unbelievable. Really I think it. I think it's it's one of them. One of them people that their their design and the, and the mindset they just transcend into so many other things. And you know, even his fashion shows, it's from another galaxy, bro. He's yeah. Bro. Well, our it's brains different. are here, and it feels like his brain is just over there, you know. And um, completely right. 
yeah, when I was when I was doing the stuff with Four to Four, the production mm. where, where we created the suits, that you guy really had been dope, doing. I have to say, Jeez, mm, bro. Really <laughs> I'm very I'm very proud of that man. And um, that the guy from that factory, he he makes clothes for look for uh, Rico Owens every now and then, and and he just told us like little stories about how he works the pieces and. Bro, it's just fascinating, man. The way the way he sees it, and it's how how it is almost like another part of the human body. You know, the way that he creates shapes, and yeah, I mean, yeah, just and and I see you, I see you always with the with the Rico and shorts now, every now and then. And I feel like it really. I think which is something really important that people don't realize is that we all have different bodies and shapes and different yeah. things suit us. And the, yeah. and the way you are, it suits you so much. And it's so sick yes. when you find someone that... It, it reminds me a little bit of like Nigel De Jong, you know, which also wears yeah, like yeah. a lot of clothes like that. And they suit him a lot. Mm-hmm. And it just looks so sick. Because sometimes you just see people trying to fit in with what other people are wearing. Yeah, and the body shapes... And that's, the, it doesn't yeah, make the sense. body shapes don't, don't, don't make sense with what they're wearing and stuff. And I find it really cool when people just find a niche and, and you know, because mm-hmm. inside that bubble you can play around so much as well. And that's yeah. another way of like being creative and stuff. And it's really cool. But you just need to change your hair back, man. I was, watching, I, I was watching, yeah, I was watching the video with uh, when you were in Ivory Coast with the, with the dreadlocks. With the dread- it looks so sick, bro. You're a complete different player. That's the only reason why Bosky, you were player chill, of the season. Chill, the only reason chill, 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 <laughs> you were chill, player chill. of the season because of your hair, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I came to one point where I just sat down and I was like, yo, I need to stop pretending like I'm a rapper and just come back to playing football. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I shaved it off. Bro, that, that I was, was like, giving oh, you so much stop. swag, bro. It was giving but me you, actually so much swag and confidence, but I was like, nah, let me get to like, think, short hair. I think that's important, bro. The way you look is important. Also, how you makes you feel, how you play, bro. You bro, look exactly, so like, boss. On the pitch. On the pitch, like literally from a young age, I would always put my socks above my knees, like looking like Thierry Henry. But a man like Alex credit, amazing player. But I looked at him and I was like, why are you shin pads? But like, that's just the way how different people are. And I just always like to look fast, you know, put my socks above the knees like Thierry Henry, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks good. That that just made you feel like you had it. But it makes me feel confident. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah, it makes yeah. me. Yeah. You looked at me sometimes in training. You were like, "Oh, he's dangerous." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Look at this guy. He thinks he's Thierry, bro. And the guy's 20 already. <laughs> Look at this Chris Brown lookalike. That's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah, no, for real. It is. It is important. But I just, I just thought that. Yeah, that was that. That's your best look until date, bro. Until today. So whenever, Appreciate whenever it, you feel comeback. like. I don't know, at some point, you know, hopefully it doesn't happen. But, you know, like football is always ups and downs and all this stuff. Yeah, Whenever you're down, yeah. bro, you put that hair back on, surge your nappies up here again. It takes too long, my bro. It takes too long. I know. Long. It's, it's it a took long me process, a year. It? took yeah. me a year. And it also hurts when you do it, right? So much. Oh, my God. Tight, man. Like, so much. Like You've done it. I don't know why. You've done it. Why you've tried it. Why not, bro? You, you t- how many? Yeah, how you many, can get look, away with it. How many hairstyles have I had? Yeah, too many. Yeah. Why, why don't you dye your hair, though? Well, you want me to dye it? You know what? Yeah. Dyeing is something that, um, I don't know, I've never, I never really liked it, man. Like, when I was young, I had, like, a little bit of, like, you know when you have highlights? Blonde, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in the summer. But I'm not, I don't know, man. I think, like, it just kills your hair, man. I think, I think for, like, black people, it's different because their hair is, like, really thick and really strong. Mm. But I don't know, for me... I think like my hairline's looking pretty good, so I don't want to kill it, you know. It's not. It's not even too bad with the bald look, you know. I can't like. It's not even too. You bad. like it? You, you're I thought, what it. the fuck's going on, bro? You know. Was it? Know, was it Corona? I, no. So Essen, Essen can tell you we. I just, I was just telling him like, man, I just want to do it one day, man. But we were we had done like a couple of photo shoots that they were gonna come in a few months after so i kind of couldn't change my hairstyle mm-hmm. because otherwise the photo shoots wouldn't look the same way and then um it was just in my head i was like i want to do it, i want to do it and then one day i was running in the treadmill okay and you know when you when you run outside or with the wind all your hair goes back mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but when you're running in the treadmill your hair starts going like this and it was annoying me so much so i had a shower and i see and i see my clippers and i was like bro the, the clippers were looking at me 
they were telling me like, yo, <laughs> I dare you. <laughs> so I started doing it, yeah. I just did it myself. I started going like this. And all of a sudden, bro, I look in myself in the mirror and I'm like, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? And I was actually, I was actually I just, confused. I finished it and then I came out of the shower and I look at myself and I was like, you know what? I like this. I like it's this. So tell me how good does it feel when you have short hair? Bro, it's the best, man. Thank you. That's why I cut off my dreads. I know. I know. It feels so it's, good. it's the same reason why, why I cut off my long hair, man, because it was just too annoying, man. I spent like so much time in the summer. Exactly. You don't know whether to wash it, whether you can go in the water, because otherwise you have to wash it again. It's so long, man. I was like, nah, I'm, I'm getting rid of this. Tell me. Tell me. At least you came about... to your senses. Yeah, for real, at some point. But then I'm going to have it long again, you know, whenever I get bored. So you know how I am. But when I, I think it was in the, um, in the High Snobiety interview, you talk about the Supreme Drops, how you used to be very into it. And I remember those times um, that you were going crazy or waking up early on Thursdays just to like buy some stuff and, and how that you come off of that vibe. What was it that kind of like made you come off or come, come to your senses, kind of like, as you said with me? <laughs> um, and why is it different now for you? I came to my senses, I think, probably mostly because I realized it's a skater brand and I'm not a skater. Yeah. I mean, I, I like their stuff, but at some point it got way too much and I had too much of the hoodies. I had too much of the t-shirts. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. they don't, I don't even like them as much when I see them to be saying, okay, I need to have them. So it was only the hype, right? Like just, I it just was the hype. Stuff it was the hype and everyone was yeah. having it. So I was like, no, nah, I need to get off this. Um, yeah. Obviously, still credit to Supreme. They still do some amazing drops. Like yeah, yeah, you have yeah. to say, is is cool. It's mad, but it's crazy how they realize. how they managed to keep it going for that long. You know? Exactly. And like yeah. everyone always gets it and yeah. queuing up, and yeah. And that was when I was like nineteen to I would say twenty one, yeah. twenty two, and now I just want to look different. I don't want to. Yeah, it, you know, it's what I'm saying. Isn't it? We all go through our phases and stuff, but like completely. It's, I remember, I remember that you were really into it, and I, I read it in the interview that you weren't on it anymore. And I just, I just thought mm-hmm. I asked you, I asked you about it. Have you, have you ever skated though when you were young or anything? Bro, impossible. Never. Impossible. You know, I used to be my, a skater boy, bro. When I was like, my, from ten to like thirteen for three years, I used to skate so much, man. I literally can only do. Okay, I can do all like board sports, <laughs> literally, but the rest yeah. it has to do with balance. Woo, I'm out, bro. <laughs> Man can't inline skate, man can't ice skate, nothing. Leave me. <laughs> you know, on the school huh? trips that you go yeah, ice yeah, skating. Yeah, 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 yeah. Seven injuries. <laughs> Not you. Just say Seven football, injuries. Seven Just injuries, bro. <laughs> bro, that's, that's one of the reasons why I, why, why I stopped skating, man, because I was just scared that I was going to get injured or something. Mm-hmm. And like one day I was just doing like a like a kickflip and then yeah. I twisted my ankle or something. I was like, what am I doing, man? I can't just be doing that stuff. But I have a skateboard though. And every now and then, like if I have to like go like grocery shopping and stuff, I just take it out. And like, it's just nice to get the feel back again and everything. And um, obviously you grew up in Germany and then you came to the UK. And I feel like in the UK, um, the way you dress and the way you express yourself and all this stuff, it's kind of like more accepted or people look at it less than in other places. I feel like, for example, in Spain, um, if I had always grown up there and never came to the UK, mm-hmm. I don't know if I would have been able to like flourish the way I did mm-hmm. and like Me in terms neither. of style and stuff. Do you think um, it's harder now being back in Germany to be able to kind of dress how you want or like, is it something that you did it in the UK and now you're comfortable with, so you just do your thing and you don't care? But how, how, how is it different to you? I don't think there's any difference, to be fair. I think if I wouldn't have come to such a city as London, like which is so multi, which everyone just expresses the way they do, living there, you just see it and you just also do it. I mean, yeah. if I was always, or if I would always have been playing in Germany, uh, where I would say, obviously apart from Berlin, you know, London, Berlin, you can compare, I think, outside. Yeah. Uh, in the UK, it's also not the same as in London. So no. I definitely picked it up there. I think same for you. But now yeah, I just yeah. keep it. And obviously, mm. some of my teammates, they look at me and like, what the hell are you wearing <laughs> and stuff? Because they've never been outside that zone or never been like living in a city like this where you literally see it every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, so yeah. many people that like move to Berlin or move to London, like 
you change in some way you change not personally yeah. also obviously a bit because you take on a different culture and yeah. it gets multi which i really love but now i just i just kept that and literally yeah. i just do my thing like why would anybody tell me i can't wear this you know what i mean yeah for real no of course do you do you go to berlin quite a lot or yeah i do i love berlin it's like it reminds me of london yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. it's it's yeah, it's such a sick city. Can't I've lie. never been, man. I have we need so to have a trip. That... I told you where we need to go. You, you remember we were going to link up there one time. Exactly. And that's but what's going to happen. happen. Once this yeah, whole no, thing I is really over, to. that's yeah, going to yeah, happen. Yeah. You're going to love it. I really it. want to, man, because I have so many friends that tell me, like, even like the underground scene over there, it's like yeah, really cool. It's, crazy. it's like very, yeah, man. It's, it really, really attracts me to go there, man. So, so yeah, I man. I do miss London because of that. I do miss London because of that. Yeah. I feel London is like, is, as you say, it just gives you that platform because it's kind of like, also like you go in the street and kind of like everyone's so busy that no one's really looking at you or no one really cares yeah. about you. So it's kind of like you can just be yourself because you're just one more, you know? Or you Whereas, also see much more stuff. You yeah, see yeah, clothes. Yeah, yeah. You see the yeah. people, people, yeah, you literally, I saw Rick Owens there. I saw other brands there, which I wouldn't have yeah, seen. Yeah. Or people yeah, yeah, yeah. There. So that's where the inspiration comes from for sure. And you went and you went to a fashion show as well, right? I did in Paris. Yeah, was it Alex that you went to? Yeah, it was Alex. Did you like that? Did you enjoy that? But it was completely how was, different how was the front row? How was the front row life for you? Well, I was just looking sideways, looking at the people that were sitting there, like Skepta, Ian Connor. I think yeah. Asia Brocky was there. I just yeah, looked yeah. sideways and I was like, yo, there's actually these people that, you know, we yeah, as footballers. Big. Paris is big. Watch people crazy as sports people you know you also you always listen to their music you always yeah. follow their style and everything and now all of a sudden they're there it was completely strange but i just didn't understand the show i just didn't really it. yeah, it's just it's just with so with so much of like fashion and stuff um a lot of the collections as well um yeah sometimes they're not really wearable it's more exactly. That's tell the point. telling the story of the of whole the collection brand. Yeah. And then, and then the stuff that comes out or that goes to stores, especially like stores mm -hmm. in Germany, that you say people don't really dress the way they dress here and stuff, mm -hmm. is just very toned down and very easy to wear and stuff. Mm -hmm. But um, I do, I do like the vibe of the of the fashion show because so so many of these clothes, then after you don't really see them in the outside world, and you wouldn't really know what the clothes are about if you didn't really go to the fashion show. Mm -hmm. And also, once you for you it was also the first one like the first times that i went for me it was also like loads of clothes and i couldn't really focus like i remember like at the beginning i used to look a lot at, at, at the models and not really look at the clothes you know because yeah it, it, it's like that and that happens to a lot of people and and then after you start appreciating other things when you do it more and stuff but it's, it's a really interesting experience though and i was uh, and i was really really excited when i saw you there and i was like is it is this just gonna be our enough or is it's gonna be no, we were planning. We were planning on going, but it's always yeah. hard with our schedule, you know. It's yeah, usually yeah. the fashion shows that we together, play. Man, if we if we ever have time Therefore. to do that, because I feel I feel fashion weeks are also cool. Because I've been very lucky that um, a couple of them have been when I've had like days off. So mm -hmm. I, in the summer, obviously the June one, we're on holidays and mm -hmm. stuff. And um, it's also for a lot of, for a lot of people in the fashion industry, is a lot of work. Because I don't know, there's there's people that criticize um, critics. Sorry, there's buyers. There's like people from like all different walks of uh, life in that industry that go there to work. But at the same time, it's also like a big celebration. Yeah. You know, it, it's that time of the year, and I've really enjoyed because I've always met loads of people. I feel like everyone there is kind of always, always in like a in like a good vibe as well, and like you know, open to like meet more people as well, and and it's always it's always been cool so uh but i haven't really but done done paris like that i did when i worked for lv but i haven't really gone to shows and stuff that was good man i'm not gonna lie how, that was how did you feel looking at those people walking bro, i was waiting I'm... for you to stumble <laughs> bro i was so scared man <laughs> but i don't think i'm ever gonna do it again you know i mean i i'm i never say never but maybe mm. you're the next bro maybe you're next <laughs> I don't know which, com which company will come from you in my height. <laughs> bro, that's like me, man. Me and you are like the same height, bro. I know, I know. 
but yeah man it's a, i i'm always you know I me mean? i'm always open to all these things so um yeah man bro this has been good man did you enjoy this it was very much fun man it was great to talk about off pitch stuff and yeah, yeah it was cool well bro good luck with the rest of the season Thank you. I hope, uh, too. don't want to jinx it, but I hope you guys leave the trophy. I know you're doing really well. And I want to see a couple more goals, bro. I want to see you doing this a couple more times before the end of the season, yeah? So, and hopefully I'll do the same, bro. Hopefully I'll do the same and I'll just check bro, for you as well. You when know? you score with your lefty, you know, it's a big thing. It's a big wave. Come you on, Keep bro. practicing that left foot. Come on. Very, I also have to say, very proud of you for being Arsenal captain. You know, we came when we were 16. Thank you, bro. Yeah, Being yeah, captain thanks. for that club, I feel like it's a dream come true. Yeah, so for real. You know me, man. For that. Carry that thanks. team. Say hi to the people yeah, that bro. I still know or have gotten to of know. Of course. We'll be chatting, Heki. Thanks for your invitation. All right, my guy. Great. It's been a pleasure, bro. Take care, yeah? Heki. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. 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 To keep up to date on future episodes, subscribe on YouTube, Spotify and Apple Podcasts at Hector Bellerin.